0: You are listening to the Phoebus Podcast and my name is Sylvia Maral. To know more about Phoebus, visit our web at www.phoebus.org and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned. Welcome to this month's episode for a quick overview of the EU 6.0 package of sanctions on Russia and what it means for business information providers. Joining me is Stephanie Verilak-Marzin, FIBUS Institutional and Regulatory Affairs Coordinator. Thanks for joining, Stephanie, once again. Thanks a lot for having me, Sylvia. Right after the start of the war, uh, the EU decided to adopt very quickly a set of sanctions against Russia. What has been the process? so far. Indeed, you're right. The EU has been
1: really quick in deciding on sanctions against Russia, with the first package already adopted on the 23rd of February 2022, so right after the Russian decision to send troops in Ukraine. Since then, it has been followed by a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth set of package sanctions. So and uh, at the beginning of June, uh, the sixth package has been adopted. So you can see that it's really been a very condensed uh, momentum with all the sanctions that the uh, EU has taken against Russia.
0: Yes, I can see. So what would you say are the major points brought up by this sixth package?
1: So this six sanctions package has been adopted, as I said, at the beginning of June. So it's the latest one and it's really fresh new. And it keeps the same approach that has been uh, always uh, in place since the original sanctions, if you want. The idea was always to say uh, that we were going to target Russians' interest and also prevent the funding of war crimes together with a set of asset freeze. But the sixth uh, package goes a little bit deeper into some of the policies and some of the concrete uh, sanctions and measures that uh, that it's taking, especially in different sectors like, for example, oil and energy. So, if if we want to have a kind of a global overview of this sixth package uh, of sanctions, we could say that uh, it's really uh, centered around five major elements. So the first one is uh, about the oil import restrictions. So there's a, a clear uh, embargo on uh, crude and refined oil, which aims at phasing out the Russian oil import in an orderly fashion. And the idea here is to say that there should be a six-month period for uh, the Seaborne crude oil spot market transactions and also the, the execution of existing contracts. So it can still be permitted six months after the entry uh, into force of the of the sanction uh, while for petroleum product, this will be permitted for eight months after the entry into force. This is the general, uh, the general rule, but there are a few member states who are really highly uh, energy dependent on Russia where, uh, and they have uh, negotiated a little bit of a adaptation uh, period, if you want. So this is uh, the the first uh, the first point which is really crucial if you take into account the whole uh, energy crisis that uh, the EU finds itself into and it's probably going to have a very big impact when we come for the next uh, winter period so important for us for us as a, as a business information providers b2b uh, providers let's say one of the key elements here is of course to look at the sector so the impact that's going to have on the energy sector but also to look at the the measure regarding the execution of contracts and the fact that the moratorium might uh, might be a little bit uh, uh, phased out so interesting to think about that in terms of uh, you know uh, payment terms for example and, uh, and contracts that have uh, late payment uh, approaches. Then the second element of this uh, sanctions package is about the oil transport services prohibition. And in the same way with the oil import restriction, uh, there is a window period of six months, and after this wind period, the EU operator will be prohibited from insuring and financing the transport, in particular through maritime routes, of the oil uh, that's coming from Russia and uh, and uh, to the third countries. so again you see the implication is not only on the on the oil sector itself but it's also on all the related um, different sectors like transport and maritime uh, maritime which is very big not to mention this is probably the one of the most important element for uh, for Phoebe's members and for uh, people active in the business information sector the third point is about the uh, financial and business services measures so this is not new it has been uh, put in place since one of the first sanctions package uh, but I think in the in the in the fourth one there was already some uh, clear discussion about uh, asset freeze and you know and uh, some of sanctions of uh, some banks so here in this package you have an additional three other Russian banks one of the biggest ones uh, that are removed from SWIFT. So they don't have access to the SWIFT uh, uh, real time, you know, uh, payment uh, platform system, uh, which is of course very penalizing for uh, for them. Uh, secondly, the measures on trust have been refined and appropriate exceptions have been laid down, but in a revised version of the provision. For example, there are some uh, some exemptions for humanitarian purposes or for civil society uh clearly defined purposes to make sure that uh, there is no secondary effect that uh, hasn't been uh, you know foreseen and uh, the provision of certain business relevant services so directly or indirectly such as for example accounting auditing statutory audit Bookkeeping or tax consulting services, but also business and management consulting and public relations services to the Russian government, as well as to legal persons, entities or bodies established in Russia are now uh, freezed by the sanctions. So it's a huge impact because... uh, uh of course we we can have some ramifications here where where uh, you would be where one of our uh, of, of our clients let's say would be involved in uh, providing some uh, business services to uh, to russian uh, uh enterprise if they are now listed into the sanctions package uh, it's going to be forbidden so this is a this is a big element and i think it's really stressing the need to uh, have a clear picture of uh, clients and suppliers, and of the commercial uh, commercial uh, businesses and uh, counterparts that companies are trading with, because this this is key in uh, in uh, putting the sanctions package in place. So this was the f- third element of the package. The fourth one is about a broadcasting suspension. So not that. Crucial for us, but uh, uh, in a general manner, yes, because uh, the idea is to is to suspend some of the news and to make sure that there is no uh, news manipulation and that some several some uh, broadcasting activities has are suspending because uh, they were really pro-Kremlin disinformation outlets which were targeting our audiences also in the Ukraine and in the EU. So. Additional to that, several regulators of uh, broadcasting services in the uh, EU member states have decided to ban uh, also some of the broadcasting from some uh, Russian uh, TV operators or news operators. So you you have it into two layers, if you want, at the EU level and at member states level. Uh, It also depends on the country, but there is much more effort put in trying to fight against disinformation. And the fifth element uh, goes around the export restrictions. So um, there there is a list of advanced technology items that are banned from export to Russia. And it includes, for example, chemicals that can be used uh, in the manufacture of uh, chemical weapons, similar to the way that it it was already uh, prohibited, for example, since uh, 2013. to, because of the Syria uh, element, uh, then, but in the package uh, of the sixth sanction, the list is a little bit uh, expanded and it also expands the list of natural legal persons or entities which are associated with Russian's military industrial complex and these natural or legal persons which are involved in various sectors uh, it can be electronic communication weapons or shipyards and scientific research so you see the frontier is very is very tiny and uh, this uh, really shows the importance of getting crucial and updated and accurate information about the persons and the businesses who are behind all that kind of activities. And one of the key uh, aims of uh, the EU when adopting this six package was also to bring uh, this update to make sure that the EU was in alignment with the United States measures. So the idea is to really try to have a global approach, especially on this uh, question of the export restrictions.
0: Yes, indeed, very comprehensive. Uh, well, so what would you say are the most important measures for our sector?
1: So definitely, as said before, you know, the, the point number three on the financial and business services sanctions are really key. And for example, already in the third package of the EU sanction, there were some provisions uh, regarding the financial sector. And there was especially one uh, key item that has been adopted with worst which was uh, that uh, the EU put in place a prohibition for EU agencies to provide financial rating services to Russian companies. So our uh, our Phoebus members and our our business information community is not doing rating services as such, but uh, the scoring and rating sometimes work together. You know, so uh, th- there's a clear uh, there's, a cl- there's a clear element here saying that uh, there shouldn't be some uh, rating provided to, um, to Russian companies uh, which are in the sanctions list. Uh, secondly, I think the question of the impact on the supply chain and of the trade counterparts that used to trade with Russia uh, and uh, which are now reconsidering uh, their commercial and their business uh, creditors and suppliers is also key for our sector because it is very much linked to the trade credit environment and as we know the trade credit is uh, is really key uh, to the to the whole uh, EU economy and the fact that now there are some uh, some um, prohibition uh, with some uh, Russian companies and with some Russian uh, individuals uh, it's it's really bringing uh, some of the balance let's say that uh, that used to be in place uh, in the trade credit, more into jeopardy. So this is the second element uh, that's really important for the sector, I think. And thirdly, uh, I would say the freeze of the Russian assets with the extension of the legal entities and natural person entering into the scope of the sixth package is also very important. And here, It really pushes, again, for the need to have very sophisticated identification and thorough business information processes in place to make sure that uh, we can identify both the businesses that are at stake, but also behind the businesses, the relevant ultimate beneficial owners. And this is an element that uh, Phoebus has been pushing forward for a very long time. Well, and
0: now it becomes even more of a of a need. Exactly. So, <laughs> indeed. So thank you, Stephanie. As usual, a pleasure to have you guiding us through such relevant topics. And I hope to see you soon in the Phoebus podcast for more relevant content in the regulatory affairs field.
1: Thank you very much and have a very good day, everybody.
0: We would love to hear your feedback and thoughts for future episodes. You have been listening to the Phoebus Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe. Thank you for listening.